Hey guys, thanks for swinging by our podcast today. We hope this message leaves you encouraged and filled with hope and that Christ and His goodness is meeting your every need.
it, it's, it's all we do is is propitiate or we nurture dysfunction. Like we, want to, we don't want to see people get free, or we don't want free. We want people to feel sorry for us, and we keep wrestling with the same issue over and over and over, and we never get free. And the Lord desires to get people free, right? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, right? Who the Son makes free is free indeed. And so, so if we can value His presence, we get set apart with a degree of liberty that actually becomes attractive to those that are walking in liberty. Now, the, the main text, I said the main text, the text we used last week, uh, just to review real quickly, was out of Matthew 9, verse 14, which says, The disciples of John came asking, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? In verse 15, Jesus said to them, After the, the, the attendants of the bridegroom cannot mourn as the bridegroom is with them, can they? But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Jesus is saying, look, like the, so John the Baptist's disciples come and say, we're fasting today. Right? They're making a big deal out of doing this. We're fasting. The Pharisees are fasting. And y'all, the way it's written in the, in the Greek, in the Aramaic, it, it means that y'all's having a feast. You're having a party. And we're out here depriving ourselves. I think sometimes, now, I'm not talking about fasting right now, but I think sometimes we deprive ourselves and the Lord's just ready for us to enjoy His presence. Right. Amen. See, see, Jesus looks at him and says, the attendants can't mourn if the bridegroom's with them. In other words, He's like, the thing that you're looking for Ta-da! It's me. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's me. And, 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 and they, they were so busy and so caught up in what the religious routines were that they, they missed the point. And Jesus is saying, I am the point. Amen. He actually says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except for through me. Right? And, and so, so he's saying, he, he's announcing, he's saying, look. When I go, yeah, we know we know how it goes. He's going to send the Holy Spirit, but he's like, when I go, I want you to live with an ache. That's what mourning means. Right. I want you to live with a longing for more of me. Because there's going to be a time where I'm not there in flesh. He's here in spirit, but he's not here in flesh anymore. He says, then you can live mourning. Then you can live with an ache. It's like this. If you live with an ache, it's like you can't go about the rest of your day unless you spend time with them. And I say spend time with them. Like it's, I, like, it's, it's not like I did my 15 minutes this morning. I'm going to leave you here in my closet, Jesus. Some of us need to let them out of the closet. Come on, come on. And I wasn't no pun intended there. I wasn't trying to be funny. But I, I, I just, some of us, we, we lock him up instead of just taking with him with us all the time. And I'm going to live with this perpetual ache in my heart where it's like, I have to have more of you. I'm so thankful for what I do have. I'm so thankful that you're with me all the time. I'm so thankful that you've never the promise to you've never you promised to never leave or forsake me. I, I, I thank you that you are always here. But I have to have more. Because John 3.34 says he gives the spirit without measure, which means there's more available. Amen. 
like any of y'all get impatient like when you watch i say regular tv like do, do any of you even remember what regular tv with commercials and stuff is <laughs> you didn't click a button just take it through like my, my my dad was the worst like the, the last button is that you guys know what that like okay so the last button, anytime a commercial hit, that would hit last and would go to the other channel where and he would alternate between either two sitcoms or two sports games. Like that was that was my life. And so so people would be like, Did you see the commercial? I'm like, no, I didn't see it, but I watched like two shows at one time. The father, he never flips back to anything. He just keeps staying on the person of Jesus. He keeps staying on his son. He keeps staying on his son. He keeps staying on his son. And, and I, I think that's really, really significant for us because we think, I, I need to, like, we think I, I need to learn something new. And granted, I think I need to learn something new. But I think it's, let's get to know the person. <laughs> See, the father, his obsession, his goal, his desire was and is and will always be Christ. That's, that's it. He, this, this, is, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased and listen to him. That's the only thing that he ever spoke in the New Testament. And, and, and I, think, I, I think we could pull some stuff from this. And, and, and obviously, like the first one, I'm, I'm looking at my notes. Like it makes me giggle because this is so evident. So, so if we look at this, what are a few things that the father's saying? Well, the first is he's pleased with Jesus. He says it two times. Right. So, so, so <laughs> he's pleased with Jesus, and he says he's pleased pleased with Jesus. The first time he says it before he was even baptized in the Holy Spirit. being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending on him as a dove and landing on him. So, so before this ever happened, the Father said he was pleased with him. Before Jesus raised anyone from the dead, before Jesus turned water into wine, before Jesus healed any sick people, before Jesus did any of the miracles that we just absolutely love, before before the four guys like dug a hole in the roof and lowered their friend to get him to him, and Jesus said, your sins are forgiven, and then he healed the guy. Like, before he did any of that, the Father said he's pleased with him. Right. What if we stop trying to earn anything from the Father? And what if we just decided that maybe he's actually pleased with us yes. and we just decide that we're going to surrender our lives to him? Right. Like, he, he's, he's not going to be more pleased with you if you can post more clever things on Facebook. He's not, he's not going to be more pleased with you if you like and share whatever someone said, right? Right. right. And if you want something that's like and shared to die, send it to me because I promise I'm not going to afford it. It's just, it's just silly. It's just silly. <laughs> so, so how do you earn the Father's approval? You already have it. Now, that being said, it would probably serve us well to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on. Right. Right. Listen. That being said, it would probably do us well to make sure we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit when he was in the womb, but he didn't have the Spirit upon him. And that's what's happening in this text. 
And, 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 and I think if Jesus couldn't do anything without first being filled, that ought to be our first thing that we should do. If it's not, where can I serve? It's not, what can I do? It's not, what can I memorize? Although you should do those things. It's, I need feel with the Spirit of the living God. I need, I need the Spirit of the Lord upon me, and I need the Spirit of the Lord within me. I, I absolutely have to have Him. And without Him, I am toast. See, again, we, we think we got to do a bunch of stuff. We think we've got to have a great resume, or, or we think that we've got to have a lot of friends and followers, and we think we have to, to share absolutely everything. By the way, I'm so, so convicted of this. Not everything the Lord shares with you in the secret place is meant to be posted online. That's right. Come on. That's right. That's true. Come on. It's the secret place. Amen. What's sharing the secret place? You guys got it. Just, I, I, uh, I used to, like, and, and I, I'm so guilty of this. You could probably go back even on my, on my social media stuff and, like, I don't do So it's just, I can, how many of you have ever been like, look, I put my Bible here, and my phone right there, my highlighter right here, my tablet right here. Take a picture and I click send and put like something that's quasi spiritual. Like, do you realize how? Like, do you realize how silly that is? And then we wonder why the Lord doesn't tell us stuff because we're trying to make it look like we're doing stuff for Jesus instead of just spending time with Jesus. And I, I think. I think, and I'm guilty of this, I think the Lord wants us to put the phones down, if you will, and just actually engage in conversation with yes, Him. Because it really is a big deal. Right. All right. I like that. I just think we need to do it. I do. It's like, if I could only preach one message the rest of my life, it would be being filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If, if I could do, if I could just give one piece of advice for every ounce of counseling that I do, whether it's marital, whether it's it's recovery, whatever it is, if I could get any type of counseling, it's being filled with Holy Spirit. Right. And it's and and and, and so then that begs the question. Like I don't, I don't think evidence is it's not how you speak or what you talk with. It's, it's I. I think the evidence of being filled is a transformed life. Yes. But then I would say this. How do I know if I am? No. What John Wesley taught that, that you couldn't know. And, and what does that mean? Like, I don't I don't think I have to run around and say, oh, am I filled? Am I filled? Like I, I don't think I have to ask. I think I say, am I filled? And I think he eventually sense the peace upon you and say, I am. And now I just want to walk to maintain this. And and so so that would say if, if you're doubtful that you are, you're probably not. Right. And if you're probably not, it's okay because you can be just like that. That's so good. Okay? And that's not to make anyone feel guilty. Let's just just let's just demystify this whole thing. Come on. And so, so if he was filled with the Holy Spirit before he ever did anything, I said, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
I want my church to be so plump full of the Holy Spirit. When people walk in, whether they know Him or not, it's like, it is this. And it's not a this, it's, it's Him. And you understand, right? It's just like He's a Jew. And so, so, so the Father makes a great big deal about Him. All right, and then the Father, like again, like, I just think sometimes the scriptures are really simple. And I think sometimes preaching, we try to complicate it to try and impress people. And I don't, I don't want to speak, as Paul said, with wise or persuasive words. Yeah. I just want my words to be a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the Father, He wants us to listen to Jesus. Yes. What a great idea, right? <laughs> this is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to Him. <laughs> If the Father wants us to listen, it's because Jesus has something to say that is important. Right. Amen. Listen, and, and again, I'm not knocking this stuff. I'm just saying, like, if we can sit in front of a screen for an hour or for, for 90 minutes, some of y'all binge watch a TV show eight hours this weekend, but, but if, you can, if you can do that and be quiet... You can be quiet and be still and listen to what the Father's saying. Because what He has to say is very important. Right? In John 6, 63, He says, It's the Spirit that gives life. It's the Spirit that gives life. The flesh of prophets, nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. The words, John 66, 663 here, when Jesus says... And the words that I'm speaking, he's saying the rhema words, the living, active, dynamic words that I'm speaking to you in this moment are full of spirit and are full of life. But like, we, under, we understand that in the beginning God said, and it was, and it was so, Genesis chapter 1, repeated. But we also ought, ought to understand that he's still speaking. Whether you hear it audibly, it doesn't matter to me. I think most of the time it's a, it's a knowing that he begins to speak to your heart. And like, it, it looks so, so practical. It's go pray with this person, go minister to this person, or, or don't go on that trip, or go on this trip, or, or pick up the phone, or, or don't, or go here to eat instead of here to eat, or, or go down this aisle instead of this aisle. I, I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. I, I was, I, I uh, day of the week was it this week? It was Wednesday. I got out. You know, I went out and out. And I thought, I, I came up here to take care of something. And then on my way here, I thought, I'm going to go to Heine Brothers. I haven't been there for quite a while. And I normally always anymore just go through the drive-thru because it's quicker. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, park your car, get out, and go in. And I'm like, the board, you want me what time it is? He does. He does. He says, get out. And so I'm like, all right. And so I, I get out of my car, and as soon as I get out, as soon as I get out, I'm over there by the, by the uh, uh, Gene Snyder one, the one off of Gene Snyder uh, across from the big church. And I, I, I get out, and a woman pulls in, and she says, excuse me, sir. 
I, I can't find my doctor's office. Now, woman, African American, she know me. And there's a series of offices behind behind brothers. There's some military places, and but there's some, there's an oncology office back there. And I said, well, I'm not sure which one it is, but I believe it's back behind us. I'm not, going, I'm not over in this part of the city very often. Um, if you don't mind, I noticed that. Uh, she said, yeah, I, I'm still back. I said, you just mind that, right? She says, oh, honey, please. And so I just had a little prayer meeting. She reaches her arms out of the car. And I'll tell you that to, to pump me up. I just say the spirit speaks all the time. That something is inconsequential is getting out of your car. If you could go through the drive-through and be quicker and more convenient, it may be the spirit is speaking a rainbow, living, active, behaving word right there in that moment that brings life. Yes. And it says that his words are spirit, which is breath, which is pneuma. It means that they have the ability to breathe life into anything. But also it says that they're life, and the word life is zoe, it means vitality. And so his words bring vitality when they're spoken to and when you're listened to. And so I, I think that if there's a lot of people walking around that don't look like they're full of life and vitality. There's a lot of people walking around like they're dead. And I think that they're dead because we're not hearing in the moment from the Holy Spirit, which is what the Father is saying, you absolutely need to do. This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Why don't you all just go ahead and listen to Him? That's the Michael Bergen's Appalachian translation. So we need to listen to Him because it brings life. Now this woman, I mean, now this woman, we had this little prayer meeting, and like she's crying, I'm crying, like, and it's like, and it's not a pretty, I mean, it's like, it's not bubble cry, ugly cry, and she's just like, I'm so glad I pulled into this place, and I'm so glad I was lost because I feel like I'm found right now. You know? And she's like, I feel like something shifted inside of me. And you know what that is? That's the zoe. That's the life. That's the vitality that comes from the release of the Lord. And if we can listen, we'll actually feel alive. It's like, and, and, and like, I don't think you need to be chasing experiences like like, like, this, like this. Like I, I saw online, and my, my wife, actually, a few years ago, my wife says this. She said, I think we should go skydiving. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> and so I did this. I Googled the percentage of people that break their legs when they hit the ground from skydiving, and I gave her all those facts. So we never did. So apparently I have worked. <laughs> but I think, not that she was doing this, but I think sometimes people go and they chase experience after experience, at like adrenaline rushes, if you will. They tra chase experience after experience after experience so that they actually feel something. But if we could listen to the words of Christ, which that's Romans 14, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the words of Christ. If we could listen to the words of Christ, it begins to bring life and vitality to me. And then, therefore, it begins to bring life and vitality to those around me. By the way, that's John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, I believe. 
John chapter 1, 4, and 5, because it, it is. It says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. That life is zoe, that vitality becomes the light of men. And, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. And so if we want to make an impact on the world around us, which I believe that we should, we need to get filled with Him and begin to release that light, which brings life, which brings vitality to those around us. So therefore, if I'm filled with His Holy Spirit, it's not just me that feels like I'm filled with the Spirit. I'm happy, right? It's not like that. It brings life to everything that's absolutely around me, which is a picture of John 7, 38, which says that rivers of living water will flow from our bellies. What do rivers do? They bring sustenance. They bring nourishment. They bring, bring everything that absolutely, they bring everything that is needed to bring life to a region or to an area or to a dry place. Maybe, just maybe, if we can get filled, we can bring life to an entire city. Yeah. Woo! Yes. You look around, it's like, whoa, it's a handful of people in here. I had this conversation this week. They're like, they were asking, like, in relation to the church, where does everyone live? And it, it's interesting to me that it's, it's here's the church. We have people here, here, here. All within 20, 20, 30 minutes. And this is the central hub. I don't think that's an accident. I actually don't think it's an accident that this is about the most central part of the city. Yeah. Right. 265 and 264 are Why? Because when the river goes. Which is the picture of, of Ezekiel chapter 47. Which Ezekiel 47, that's, I'm not going to quote that one verbatim, but Ezekiel 47, I'm going to summarize it for you real quick. Ezekiel 47 says that there was a river flowing out from the temple. And actually it says that the water was coming out from the altar, which the altar is the person of Christ. But the further it got from the temple, the deeper that it got. And it actually says that it turns salt water into fresh water. It brought life to everything it did. Maybe if we can get filled with the Holy Spirit, we get deeper and deeper and deeper, and it begins to bring transformation to everything around us. See, it's, it's not our job to just sing songs that we feel good. It's our job to get so filled that we usher in the third grade awakening. It's our job to get so filled that we bring revival everywhere we go. Yeah. So, so let me say this. This will be, this will be where we land. So like, that's where are Jesus is looking for a company of people that will obsess over him. Yes. Uh, Jesus is looking for Christians that, that are obsessed with him. Yes. Like, like, we're going to have a cookout later today, and, and we sprinkle ingredients on the burgers to make them taste better. We don't sprinkle Jesus in our life to make it just a little bit better. He is my life. Okay, there, there's a difference. He's looking for a people that will just say, He is our life. Come ever high water. He is our life. Look at this. Matthew 8, verse 18. 8, 18. I, this is just messing up this week. Now when Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to depart to the other side of the sea. 
Then a scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go. Verse 20, you'll probably know this his response. Jesus replied and said, The foxes have holes, the birds of air have nests, but the Son of Man, referring to himself, has nowhere to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, permit me to first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me, and allow the dead to bury their own dead. And I just want to focus on verse 20 for just a minute here. Foxes have holes, the birds of air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. I've read this verse probably a thousand times the last 12 years. I've heard it talked about. And most of the time when it's talked about, it's talked about in two things when we talk about it. We talk about missionaries, that they have no home to lay their head. But we talk about itinerant evangelists that travel the country. That's why I think how many read that. Say, oh, they just have no home. They just go from place to place to place. I, 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 I think, I, I don't think that's the context. I don't think Jesus was saying that I'm going to have to spend my life living in cruddy hotels the rest of my life. I, I don't think... I don't. I don't think he was saying that I'm, I, I'm an evangelist and I'm going to have a difficult life. I, I don't think he's saying we're going to have to eat lots of fast food, boys, for the next few years, for the next three years, and we're not going to have good home cooking. I don't think he's saying that. I don't think he's saying that we're going to stay in a hotel room and uh, there's a soccer tournament in town and all the kids are running the halls because that just happened to us. The only kids that run the halls like kicking balls at like 5.30 in the morning. Like, I don't think that's what he's saying in this text. And, and, and we've read it from his perspective for years and years and years. I, I, I think, I think this, maybe this passage isn't about a place. I actually think maybe this passage is actually about a person or persons. <coughs> Colossians 1.18 says that he, as in Christ, is also the head of the body. The church. He's the beginning, the first born from the dead, so that he himself will come and have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him. He is the head of the body. have holes. Birds of the air have nests. Son of place. Son of man. There's no place to lay his head. He's the head or the body. I, I think I actually think this is a prophetic picture of the Lord looking for people, a church, if you will. Where he's okay, laying his head on I think the Lord is looking for people things like this. Like, I'm going to have to really like you to let me lay your head If we're sitting side by side and you decide to get all cozy up to me, like, I'm I'm going to have to really like you 
that's space issues anyway, but <laughs> but seriously. Yeah. If you do this to someone, you're going to have to be okay being intimate with them. You're going to have to be okay with regret. I actually think that's a picture of we need to be okay with the breath of God going, that's another thing. That's a picture of when John the Beloved had his head up against Jesus' shed. I think the Lord, and I, I, I say this, the Lord is looking for a company of people where the Lord can come and rest yes. on that company. So good. I, I don't know that. He's, he's everywhere with two or more guys. I get that. I've also been with prayer meetings with two or more people and it felt like the Holy Spirit had been there. And then I've been in some places where there was just a handful of people and like I didn't want to leave because of the degree of presence that I sensed. What if the Lord isn't waiting on us to get more clever with marketing? What if the Lord isn't waiting on us to, to learn a bunch of more information that we can spout off so that we sound intelligent in front of other people and then like, well, you know, this this means this and this means that maybe the Lord's just waiting for someone here so just for a second. Maybe the Lord is just waiting on someone where you can he can do this. Actually, his reaction, he's trying to be cute and funny, but his reaction, I believe, is what he's wanting the church to do. Yes. Because he does this. He comes and he does this. And it's up to us if we do this. <laughs> Jesus is struggling with homelessness. Right. He's struggling. He, I say he's struggling. He's looking. And I actually think it's increasing because we're seeing pockets around, around the country. But I think he's looking for people that just say, this is the only thing that matters. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's message. The goal of River City Hope Church is to provide as many resources as we can for free. If you'd like to support this ministry, go to HopeForRiverCity.com. Again, that's Hope, the number four, RiverCity.com.